0: This episode of the Keen on Yoga podcast is sponsored by Moments, the booking system we use and highly recommend. Moments allows you to set up classes, workshops, courses, retreats, and appointments, either online, in-person, or hybrid. You can take payments using Stripe and PayPal, and the Zoom integration means that clients will automatically receive their link to join. It's easy for you and for your customers. Moments is great for solo teachers right up to studios with multiple sites. If you do run a studio, the staff payroll feature allows you to manage teacher payments and more. The robust reporting and time-saving automations will save you hours on admin. It really does take care of the whole business side for you. The excellent team at Moments will help you set up or migrate from any other system. And best of all, they offer real support via phone, live chat, and email. They really are there to help whenever you need them. Right now, Keen on Yoga listeners can get a free two-month trial for Moments. Click the link in the description below or visit keenonyoga.com forward slash moments, M-O-M-E-N-C-E, to sign up and give it a go. You'll be glad you did. If you have any questions about moments, feel free to drop us a line at info at keenonyoga.com or via message on any of our social channels. And now, on to the episode.
1: So today's podcast is a special one. Today I'm interviewing some of my students that I've had for Differing amounts of time um, and on popular request, many of you have asked. Not just these famous teachers, we want to hear from actual people, actual students, practitioners who are doing the practice and suffering their own challenges, you know. So here we are with our very own practitioners suffering their own challenges and, um, and reaping the benefits of practice as well at the same time. Um, so we're going to hear real life today, real life stories of our journey with practice. Um, we've got a few participants that I've rounded up uh, um, and have agreed to do this. Um, so um, we have Maggie Russell from France, Nicola Nixon from the UK, Nanny Vinkin from Germany, Joanne Conway from the UK, Paloma Vilela from um, Brazil originally, now in Mallorca, Greg Barker, UK, Amy McDonald, originally Canadian, from in Dubai now and Lisa Robbins, American and living in Italy. So let's see what they have to say for themselves. Um, Thanks for coming on, everyone. I'm really looking forward to this episode. It's the first we've ever done of this kind of thing. So let's see how it goes. Welcome all my guests and let the fun commence. Joanne, do you want to just say, you know, a minute or two and and explain how how and why you started?
2: Well, I used to do a lot of ballet and then I wasn't doing any exercise for it quite a few years again drinking nights got in the way of that (laughs) so and then I was covering a ballet class at a place in Stanmore and I saw the advert for Ashtanga Yoga I thought oh well it fits out on a month fits in on my Monday evenings so I just went along and gave it a go and I just loved it because it made sense with the alignments which ballet is very much alignment and also Mm. ballet has a progressive class you know you start with plies you do tendus and, I, and the sense, you know, the Ashtanga sense, it made, all made sense to me because it progresses through the practice, doesn't it? You do yeah, standing, yeah, you do seated. Yeah, yeah. So it, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I get this. And the alignment, as I say, and the self discipline as well, because ballet is very self disciplined. Mm. So, and a self practice. So I, it's just fitted with the way I'd been brought up with exercise, I think. Yeah, And then, yeah. yeah, then I just practiced um, just one lesson a week, really, and did lots of workshops, loads, because I'm quite lucky. I lived near London, so I could go to Kino and David Swenson and John Scott and all that. So I was quite lucky it was all that. And I learned a lot about the postures through workshops. And then a few years ago, um, I went to live with my mum because of relationship breakdown, and then I started self-practice then I haven't looked back since
1: okay so prior to that you were doing some lead classes and you know and just kind of going to workshops and dipping in and out where you and then you committed a few years ago yeah yeah yeah, just the
2: lead I never did any self-practice but um yeah
1: yeah nanny do you do you want to um just explain a little bit about how you got you got to get interesting story about how you got into it (laughs)
3: Yeah. yeah, sure. Uh, well, I started <clears throat> my first uh, yoga class maybe 20 some years ago, and it was just a support for my martial arts. I just thought, oh, well, I need to practice more flexibility. So I uh, went to a Bikram's yoga class, hot yoga class. And for years, I just did yoga on the side. It didn't serve any other purpose than to support mm. my martial arts. And uh, so somehow it snuck up on me that it took up more room practicing yoga and less studying martial arts, doing martial arts. I was teaching martial arts at the time. So I kind of um, got more and more into it. And um, at some point I started uh, Hatha yoga and I did a Hatha yoga teacher training. And then I started Ashtanga yoga late, maybe four years ago, three, four years ago. And at first uh, I studied by myself. I'm self-taught. And then later on, I really caught the Ashtanga fever (laughs) Mm. and I did uh, workshops and uh, started going to classes and seminars till I found you. Mm. Lucky
1: you did. Um.
3: (laughs) Yes, indeed. Uh, Indeed.
1: Well or unlucky it depends on which way you look at it I, yeah I think that's an interesting point is that you could you kind of carried on both in tandem for a while which is kind of unusual as well and then what made you know if I could ask what made you just what, what was the straw that broke the camel's back that kind of swapped you from the martial art to the yoga do you remember a point when you just thought well this is you know this is I'm going the other way around now that the martial art would support my yoga or, or could it <laughs>
3: And No, I, actually, I, I kind of didn't want to admit it, you know, that yoga was more and more important because I was the martial artist, I wasn't a yogi, right. you know, mm. so but at some point, I realized, okay, I have one more goal in, in martial arts and at 49, I, I then I quit the martial arts altogether. And I said, I'm only going to do yoga. So mm. but, you um, know, I, I cannot recall a moment where I, I thought, OK, I, I switch, you know, it kind of just melted and, and crossed path and one went into the other. But there's a lot of similarities in martial arts and in yoga, too. I also do uh, Tai Chi. You were talking about that before. So there's a lot of uh, similarities in the meditative and in the, you know, in the um, postures and the asanas and the meticulousness and in strength and uh, so forth. And in the same quest, actually, as in yoga. So,
1: Mm, mm, mm. yeah, I mean, as I said, I came from a martial arts background and I just, well, one thing is you can do the yoga alone. You never need a partner to do the yoga really, because the martial arts is kind of helpful to have partners and stuff, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Um but you, I suppose in the martial arts you've got the catas right you've got the different sequences and then yoga you've got the series and then and it's another interesting thing that a lot of people get into ashtanga and they've not done any other yoga whereas you you know you said you'd started with the hatha yoga yeah. and you know and also I started with hatha yoga as well I it was a lot later that I got into the ashtanga and it was just kind of a bit faster tempo which suited me better but I kind of you know kind of dabbled around with a Yenga yoga it was nice and Hatha mm-hmm. yoga and so, uh, you know, I had an idea as many people, they, they have to they have to question what they were learning because they just been stuck, you know, they're going to an ashtanga class and they didn't realize, you know, that there were different things. It's just, this is yoga, you know. So, well,
3: I I have to say that the first time I did an Ashtanga yoga class, I thought I was in the wrong movie or something because really I had done I had done Hatha yoga for many many years and taught Hatha yoga also, and then I did my first uh, Ashtanga yoga class and I, I remember calling a friend and I said, you know what I think I've I've never done yoga in my life. I couldn't do a thing. You know it was. <laughs> I know <laughs> was...
1: I I, yeah, I know I had the same. I just remember progressively laughing. I remember I remember at the very point it was a Janu Asana. And then it got to Janushi Shastana C. And I was just laughing, this is a joke. This is a joke. <laughs> um, Amy.
4: Hi. Yeah. Um, hi. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, I I started by mistake. Definitely, I, I was meant to go to a body pump class. I was really into the gym scene and I was an aerobics instructor. And, um, and like I've heard of, you know, there was a, a yoga instructor teaching um, you know, classes at the same gym and, you know, people would be like, oh, you should try yoga. And I was like, ah, oh, it's too, it's too easy. You know, it's too, it wasn't challenging enough. That's what I, that's what I thought. Cause I thought I was just stretching and breathing and I just wasn't into that at all. So, um, but I, I, by mistake at another gym, um, was going to, uh, as I said, body pump class and got the schedule mixed up and it. It was actually an Ashtanga class and the guy was uh, teaching Primary series. I don't even remember, but I just the the only thing that stayed with me was it was so hard, it was so challenging, and I just had to keep doing it. And you know, it was like, so that's yeah, that's um, that was like 2008. And then I just kind of didn't renew my gym membership for to go to those uh classes. And he said, if you really like this, there's a girl teaching at the Y, and she was actually. Angie Burt, she was a teacher, uh, teaching, she was teaching in Halifax in, in Nova Scotia, Canada. And, um, she was a student of, uh, Mark Darby actually. She did a teacher training with him. And so she was, uh, yeah. So I just, I was hooked from them, but really like, I didn't, I think like most people I would just do lead classes. I never, I don't think it was till 2014. And actually it was when I met you, Adam, that I really started, you know, um, you know I, I progress I don't know progressing but like do, do practicing at home on my own mm-hmm. and you know because up until then did workshops did some vinyasa classes there was a Mysore um, studio in Halifax uh, at the time and I did a few Mysore sessions but I just didn't get it I didn't like it didn't click I was just like oh, I'll just it's easier just to go to a class and it fits with my schedule and it was in the evening so but yeah it wasn't until and actually 2014 but then, really, COVID when when you start teaching online, that's when I was really doing, you know, a morning practice. Like hmm. it really start kind of click that it and it was working. <laughs> I got you know, yeah. I thought Actually, you were doing pregnant, it Actually, being pregnant, I practiced more. The, yeah, I got I got so into it when I was when I was pregnant, probably more than ever. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, I've been teaching yeah. on and off for, for so many years. I just assumed you'd carried yeah. it be good to you. Well, no, I would
4: I would go through little pockets. Like I would do, you know, because I was teaching at a okay. studio in Doha. Right. And yeah, I know. In, and yeah. because of my job, I could never practice in the morning. So I yeah. try to squeeze in a practice here and there, but it was never so consistent. Like right whereas right. you really feel the benefits when it's more consistent, you know? So yeah. it's always yeah. progressing. Like it just it feels now, this time in my life feels like it's I've, I actually have a established practice somewhat, you know, more than I ever have. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I think the thing yeah. is that I've been practicing with the online format as well. I think I would have found that easier because I never really, apart from going to my store you know, in daily life when you're back home and stuff. I never yeah. really managed to kind of find the daily life commitment to one place like i go hard, to london yeah. to hamish's for a week and then it's like something would get in the way and it would break up and i wouldn't go again and you know i was never one you know i guess if you've got a job in town or you know you'd go in every morning yeah. and then go to work because i didn't yeah. like, you know i never really found that you know um all right um i don't want to talk too much um paloma
5: hi well i don't know i start because i needed to change and I needed help. So I was a bit lost doing things that I didn't like it. And um, then I found this uh, shamans and I went with them for two years, traveling around and doing some crazy stuff. (laughs) Walking all hot, cold, or I don't know, Mm active meditation, I don't know. And then um, uh, I came to Barcelona because of them, because they kind of give me assignment to do. And then I found yoga. It was, uh, I went to Ashtanga class with Nick, Nick Evans. Mm-hmm. Was my first teacher, and uh, I really love it. I, at the moment, was was just fitting in my needs to to be active and and move and and occupy my mind with other thing that wasn't my mind <laughs> itself. So. so I really stick to it, and. And then when I see myself, I was already there and I was traveling to India to study with Rolf because Nick used to talk about him a lot. And and then I I never really leave it. I was from that time on, 2006, hmm. um, following this, I had to... Some points that I, I wasn't that constant when my daughter was born, but yeah, then <laughs> I stay there
6: mm-hmm.
1: We doing um with, with the, uh, the the shamans were you, what were you doing with them? Were you doing um ayahuasca or any kind of um
5: uh, the, no like, I drug didn't, therapies
1: no. no, you didn't do that I I
5: never liked that. Yeah. I, I met lots right. of people who did it, but I I didn't. They they were more uh, like Osho meditations. They okay. were like Russian shamans, super crazy. Okay. Uh, I cannot describe, I think maybe they were, um, um, like, I don't know, but after a while that get in the news that they were like deceiving people or something. Right. I don't really care but <laughs> at that, that, that moment they, they take me out of that cloud and I don't know if it was the belief that they were helping me or they're really helping me <laughs> but I think I was already wanted help and get out of my own head and, and habits and so I just accept the help yeah. and the get out. <laughs> huh
1: that's an yeah. interesting story yeah um Nicola
7: um so my first experience with uh, with yoga was when I was dragged to a class by a friend in the sixth form um at college and I was so bad at it. I'm inflexible now, even after 20 years of doing it, but then I was terrible. And so you know, I just went back to drinking partying and step aerobics because I I couldn't cope with the fact that I was I was so terrible at it. Um, then my next experience was when I was pregnant with um, with Liv about 21 years ago. and my neighbor's an Iyengar teacher. And she said, oh, come to my class. It'll make the birth so much easier. And so obviously I didn't need asking twice about that. And so I went and tried it again. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. But then once I'd had the children and went back to work full time, I really struggled to um, to fit it in. I didn't really know about self-practice at that point in time. So I had the, remember the Katie Appleton DVDs um, that were out sort of in the... Uh, Not personally. In the other, no, oh, yeah. okay. I think you'd, I <laughs> think you'd like them. <laughs>
1: I do know who she is. Yeah, yeah. Um,
7: and so I used to sort of practice with those on, on the lounge floor in, uh, in the evening while the children were in bed. Yeah. Um, and then I just kind oh. of kept looking for another another yoga class like that. Um, I went and did the gym yogas with the body balance um, and that sort of thing. But again, because um, I've got such a busy mind, they just made my mind busier and busier and busier. And so Hmm. they never really quite did it for me. And I stumbled on Ashtanga completely by accident in my mid-40s. I just found a yoga class. I didn't even read the word Ashtanga um went along and absolutely loved it and then found out about self-practice and so I'd go to maybe three classes a week because I, I like classes I like in person I like being around people even if it's my sort of mm. style I just think there's an energy of um of practicing with with others um so if, even the online I know it sounds really you just weird want very strong
1: adjustments don't you
7: yeah I, yeah i do like just, those. yeah yeah I, I do i time. do like those yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but even the um, online mysore there's like an energy that comes through the screen of knowing that there are other people there. there is
1: yeah mm, 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 i feel it yeah
7: yeah um,
1: yeah it's i think it's a pertinent point that the self-practice is a shift isn't it and i didn't really think about it because obviously i've done it for a long time but that it is a shift, isn't it, between lead classes and and doing something on your own, and it's a very different thing. But then a self practice in the morning, you do it on your own. That's a whole ke- different kettle of fish, isn't it? And it is, just, but it's yeah. it's
7: nice as well. It's nice to have that balance because I think that that when you're in a class with other people around, you've got this big energy and you're buoyed mm. up to you know to to practice your hardest and and you know really. I don't know, um, just really do your best there. Whereas when you practice on your own, you've just got that, that bit of time to let things settle and to think about things more and to notice things that that you don't do when there's all that going on around you, I think. I think it depends what kind of person you are. Even, yeah, even in a yeah. Mysore room when, when I'm doing my own practice and I, and I do manage to zone into myself at times but I'm quite an easily distractible person and so um you know if I if I see something that's really interesting going on or a way somebody's tackling a posture then you know my my, I'm just drawn to to watching that which you don't have at home do you you've just got yourself and your own thoughts and you've just Mm. got to knuckle down and get on with it
8: Mm.
1: um Greg Do you want to, I actually don't know much about how you started at all, so I'm very interested to hear this. Uh, so it, it, I guess it, it
9: started with lockdown, and uh, like the the first day of lockdown, we thought me and my wife would do the Joe Wicks thing to uh, to like keep our five year old like active. Uh, and after the second day, he was lying on the sofa while me and my wife were doing like the Silly Billy, which is one of his moves. And just thought, no, this this no, this can't be for us. Um, and the next kind of, uh, things like yoga with Adrian, uh, doing like 30 days of, of yoga. Uh, and I think like we ended up doing like two the first day and it's, it's kind of snowballed from there into, yeah. Uh, like moving through doing like two classes a day. And and then my wife started saying like, this isn't, this isn't fun anymore. This is, you're just trying to do hard yoga. (laughs) So, um, so yeah then um she kind of stopped and i started uh, <laughs> doing uh like aloes classes um so that kind of kept me going through through lockdown having something to to kind of focus on and something to kind of put energy towards um yeah and then after about a year i guess i found like laruga's classes on on there um it seemed like all of the classes i i enjoyed were, had a Stanger in the in the title but more like shtanga remix or something <laughs> something like that so if that if that word means something like go and have a look what this is so i found uh laruga's classes and I, I did them kind of quite consistently for maybe six months um huh. and i really enjoyed it uh found it yeah more i still don't know why um yeah, kind of like yeah, a, yeah. a thing like it 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 really resonated for some reason to have to have that also- consistency.
1: It's sort of really funny because you probably never met Laruka as well. So you have this connection with the teacher. You probably, you know, she's an inspiring character online as well, right? So, you know, like, and yet, you know, she didn't know that you was a student and you probably didn't know her as well, right?
9: Yeah, no, it's, it's very strange, yeah. especially with those mm-hmm.
1: those videos you do over and over and
9: over mm-hmm. again. It becomes mm-hmm. quite comforting to be like, Mmm-hmm. morning, mm-hmm. person I've never met. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But uh, yeah, and then, um, yeah, I guess like kind of had a, a kind of, I've never really been a sporty person used to like cycle around London but uh like I'm a like I was five foot for until I was 16 so not exactly going to be in all Mm. the sports teams uh and then it was like oh I kind of got an aptitude for this I can I can do this which was a, a kind of strange feeling um yeah so kind of Liked it a lot, and then uh, after about six months, no, but about a year, I guess. Uh, like I found uh, Joe Miles's uh, online mm. Mysore, um, worked with him for like a year and a half, and um, it's quite a nice setup because you have the self practice three days a week and the uh, kind of leg classes two days a week, mm. um, and then like lockdown kind of ended and and life became life again um and so I needed to start kind of working towards being able to fit in as much practice as I wanted to do um and having a job (laughs) so um so then I found your class which is it's like earlier so I'm able to kind of fit everything
1: Mm, um yeah
9: it's kind of kind of it I guess
1: so you didn't do I mean you know because Greg, I I, mean, I imagine you probably haven't seen Greg, but he's got a good practice. He's reached a reasonable, quite a, you know, he's definitely got an aptitude for it, let's say, but you didn't have, you didn't have any background in sports or you you weren't doing anything prior to the Joe Wicks. This was, a, you know, apart from a bit of cycling. No, you know, no. Right?
9: Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, even that, to be honest, like, um, like we uh, left London maybe six, no, like a year before lockdown. um, mm. So like, kind of like, you know what it's like living in London, you kind of... Yeah. We end up cycling like seven miles to get to work, even though you live in one city. Um, so like you're always fairly active, but then when we left London, like you kind of, we moved to the middle of the countryside and you think like, Oh, it's going to be wonderful. going to go on like seven mile walks every day? But then you kind of, Oh, that's that's farmland. You can't walk there. You can yeah. walk on the road and get run down by a tractor. So like, <laughs> you end up like spending much more time in the car. So yeah, they're like fairly inactive. I like, can touch my toes or anything, but, um, yeah like after um I guess yeah I guess a good example is maybe just uh like my son started doing um gymnastics like three months ago and like it kind of now he's on a development team I think we're just the the right size and shape to be stretched into things <laughs> but um yeah plus I work from home to, uh for myself so during lockdown it was quite nice to be able to like send emails and then every third email you try and do a handstand and see if you fall on your face
1: (laughs) um right thanks for sharing that so well so you found something in the end you weren't picked for the basketball team but nevertheless you found something in the yoga. Yeah.
9: No, no. I mean, it's like, a, even, even when I was at school, like I got, I was the cox on the rowing team. So it's so like, how little exercise can we make this human do and see if he still exists?
1: It's <laughs> um, a good story. Thanks. Well, what made you start practice, Maggie? What, why did you come well, Not
6: now? Um I started practicing because basically we ran out of ideas with my doctor. I was suffering from anxiety, and it's like, okay, doesn't working, nothing's working. You know what? Try yoga. i so skeptical. I'm like, so skeptic. I'm like eh, that's not for me. Not really. But, you know, when you have no other choice, and you're like, oh, why not? Why not? Um, so basically, that's what happened. Um, and then it caught me before that I caught it, and I never stopped on and off for many years until I found a Shininga and then I got all things and it became uh, a bit of an obsession Now was Palmer, but yeah uh, like to say so many things I went from no that's not for me to yes I'm in a million percent so mm. Mm.
1: it's kind of like a last resort really when you tried everything yeah. else oh, i may as well give that a go sounds like a load of rubbish but yeah see so, yeah. it um yeah as i always said i always wanted to try tai chi really so i just stumbled upon yoga myself uh, the plan was to do tai chi but it clashed with a, a good drinking night at university so i uh, ended up in yoga um, um lisa last but not least my longest term student lisa robbins
8: I started um, yoga 34 years ago. I was living in Hong <laughs> Kong and my membership to the pool expired and a friend said, you know, try my class and that was it. I was and it was an ashtanga class and it was right. it was um one of those uh, marvelous coup de fou. you know, I just that w- I just loved it from the very start. Then I moved many years later to London and I met Adam and Adam had an Ashtanga class with a difference. Um, He had a a way of encouraging us, uh, no matter where we were, no matter what place we were in our practice, there was no feeling of needing to compete. Um, And what I loved about it from the very start was um, the way he would encourage us in a very upbeat manner to be where we are, Yoga allows me to stretch, Ashtanga specifically, allows me to stretch every part of my body. And it's portable. My body, Mm. wherever I am, my body's there. All I need is a towel if necessary, if I'm traveling, but a mat's much better. Um, So um, at first, it was more of an exercise. It was a way of feeling good, feeling that I was introducing space into my body. And laterally, over time, it's become a... um, a yoke. I mean, that is what you uh, yoga is—a union, a, a yoke with the universe, if you will. A kind of way of connecting. After I do my yoga with Adam, and I'm so grateful for the um, COVID online because it allows me to continue with my my master. I'm um I'm doing yoga. I'm doing meditation, which was never the initial idea, but now I I understand what it's what it's preparing me for
1: thanks Lisa thanks for the advert as well I should have thought about this before this kind of podcast free advert to the Mysore but no Lisa it's been lovely to have you all these years and I'm pleased to hear that I was even back in that time quite encouraging um I feel I have shifted in my perspective on the teachings and um you know so it's nice to hear that you found me encouraging from that from that time as well um so I realised we could have rambled a little bit, I and mean, you know wouldn't have rambled, but we've taken more time on these questions than uh, than I thought we might have. So we've only got to question one. So let's just get um, a few uh, sentences, and we'll go round a few questions. I think now, and just so a rapid fire, a little, little bit faster, right? And see, not not that it's your fault. Um, I've enjoyed hearing what you've been having to say, but um, you know people probably want to hear a few more questions. So right, starting with Joanne. Um, how in a few in a few sentences? How has practice changed your life? Has it changed your life?
2: Um, it's made me feel much healthier, much more. Um, and since lockdown, we got sent home from school, and I was like, right now, I'm going to get on my mat and I set my alarm. And it's made me more focused, I think. And it's helped my mind by focusing and getting disciplined and learning to listen to my body each morning on practicing on my own. Um, it's quite tough getting up every morning and doing it, but then you learn something about yourself as well, about encouraging yourself and believing in yourself and believing in the practice as well. Um, but yeah, it's made me feel healthy. I've Also, because I'm on my own, I wouldn't go on holiday on my own, but I go on a Ashtanga retreat. So I've met lots right. of friends. So it's really opened up that's my nice. world that yeah, way. I used yeah. to go to Yoga Plus in Crete and meet a lot of people and stuff. So yeah. that's, that's opened up to the world, really, which is quite exciting.
1: Absolutely. That's a great, um, great comment. And I've obviously very much a soft swap for yoga plus and yeah it's a great way to meet people and like-minded people in a nice environment which is you know focused on something kind of sensible um other than just going out and having a good time which is not necessarily bad either but nevertheless um maggie uh how how has practice affected or changed you and your life
6: it's it changed everything i i had that before I started, I was 19 uh, was a long time ago, 15 years ago, and I could not understand myself the world. And I was still lost in my anxiety and agoraphobia uh, were making me so, uh, I was distrusting my body and my mind, and I didn't know what to do with myself. And when I started yoga, I realized that I was not my enemy, that my body and mind were not my enemy. But I also wasn't you know, because I was doing it on and off, it didn't have such an impact. I knew I was feeling better, but when I started Shanga here's the, um, in October 2021, um, it changed everything. And I feel now that I'm connecting to myself, that I'm finding a community that actually uh, resonates with me That it's so important to be able to share we have experiences and some have anxiety too or depression or they have injuries and we can all yeah, share and connect and I think that's what was missing for me that idea that uh, I feel safer in my life and it's brought me a routine while also challenging me so I feel so much better in my life every day that I'm practicing And um, I'm quite happy that I actually, um, I'm self-disciplined, but waking up every morning super early to go to practice, it really is hard. And when you get the right places, the right teachers, the right people, you do it and you do it for yourself. And I think it brought me a lot of growth too. So I'm very, very happy. And um, Mm. yeah, my life has changed completely.
1: Mm. nice wonderful to hear yeah very nice and yeah there's something about the support of other people isn't there or knowing that other people are there even if it's online you know that people will be there and then you know the sense of well they're there then i should be there too or oh, i can be there if they are there you know they're doing it i even used to feel that when i was getting up in the morning you know very early when the ashtanga teachers used to i don't know they probably still do get up at like one or two in the morning and start practice before teaching you know that was a thing you know and i always used to feel like i was supported by other ashtanga teachers that were there doing that stupid thing at the same time anyway <laughs> no longer do i get up that early don't worry um nanny um what was the question again oh how has practice affected or changed your life (laughs)
3: well
1: Well, it's a generic it's a general question
3: uh, and i'm
1: sure you can you can approach it in many ways i'm sure you know
3: yeah Well, for me, um, one of the things that um, is the emotional balance, I think it uh, gave me more um, balance with my feelings and with my thoughts, um, just by approaching life in a different way, not uh, judging so much and not looking at things in such a oh my God, drama kind of way, or oh my God, that's terrible kind of way, just to look at things more even keeled and to just understand, oh, well, that's life, you know, and just as much as you understand that in yoga, the limitations of your body or in an asana, you understand to accept and say, well, that's how it is. Well, that's how it is in life, you know, not to worry about what was and not to worry about what could be, but just to be present and say okay this is how it is and it has also helped me um in my relationship with others so with raising a child no i'm raising my son by myself so it uh, has helped me there just to to be more understanding to be more calm to i guess you know lots of people uh, say equan- equanimous yeah to yeah. be more even keeled yeah. Yeah? yeah so that's the key change or key impact on my life that yoga had
1: Fantastic and an amazing use of a word that I can hardly say in English so <laughs> as a third language that's, that's that's pretty good I always struggle with it. equanimity yes but equanimous you know that can be tricky sometimes that can come that can kind of come out kind of wrong. Um, Amy?
4: Yeah um, I think how has it changed my life well I, I feel like that, that changes in itself mm. every few years mm. like when I first started I was really into uh, working out I was like obsessed with lifting weights and doing aerobics and you know boxing and anything um and then the like the difference and then when I started practicing and I I was introduced to yoga ashanga first right if I'm a sick as I said um I just found there was something different you know there was something more than just working out because obviously like I was attracted to practice and stuck with it because of the physical challenge you know that that it was so dynamic that way and I um and then yeah so that kind of kept me that that changed I felt like I didn't need anything else it was just like covering all the bases and then it was something more I don't know I didn't know quite what it, that was yet um and then you know now then of course that it's from when I started until now, it's changed many times, but for now, like it, it keeps me um, kind of more honest with myself. And yeah, I, it keeps me grounded and level for my son as well. Same as his, what Nanny is saying. Mm. Um, Cause I, you know, I'm pretty much raising a child by myself too, <laughs> right now as well. Cause my husband works, uh, Dan works away. And um, you know, raising a toddler can make you it can be the most frustrating thing in the world <laughs> so uh yeah you need like you need something to just kind of level you and 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 yeah that's definitely if I didn't have it I guess I would it would be I'd be all over the place I'd be yeah so I need that grounding that tether for sure mm. Mm. yeah mm.
1: yeah It's I was about to <laughs> good when you yeah no I mean it's a yeah it definitely is something which is takes it to another level when you're having to do those kind of things and it's one good and it's just yourself you know so it always makes me feel better but then when you're challenged when you know with life circumstances then it, yeah it, it can become really and it's a time for you I suppose as well isn't it I think a time for you which is your time you know um which is I think a special thing if all your time is devoted to yes. you know looking after your family you know um
6: Paloma
5: Well, for me, it changed everything. Everything around me starts to change bit by bit. uh, Without me really knowing where I was going and I, I didn't realize, but it's true that I had lots of faith since the beginning. So I was like blindly faith. Like I just trust this gonna change everything. And I was really amazed with the movements. And uh, I was never really, you know, flexible and strong and stuff. So it was a challenge. And at first, this was my first reason. then this starts to mutate and transform over the years. Still, still transforming. <laughs> but mm. uh, I have this faith that is really helping me to ground myself and be happy mm. with who I am. Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah. Echoes of Nanny there in terms of, yeah, just to trying to, I mean, the obvious really just trying to be uh, and and feeling like you're more acceptive of, of how things actually are. Um, also the faith thing is kind of interesting because I mean, Amy mentioned something slightly like that with the sense of honesty. And I think for me, Committing to doing something every day made a huge difference because I didn't really trust myself before that, that I could kind of commit and and keep up and do something every day, you know. And, uh, you know, granted, I, that was kind of a long time ago and that was a student life. So, you know, it was all over the place and you'd wake up here and you'd wake up there, you know, um, which, you know, is probably not people's adult life experience. But, you know, I, I kind of felt like I didn't really have any boundaries anymore I think someone else mentioned maybe maybe Maggie just having some sense of context and some sense of routine the stability and also yeah just that sense of integrity I'm going to commit to this and I'm going to commit to this and then you you, you endorse that experience when you actually do it and it's oh yeah I can do it I can keep to something I can commit to something you know and it makes you feel stronger and it makes you I don't know trust yourself more altogether, you know if you can keep to your word whatever that thing is Nicola
7: and I think the big changes for me have been in terms of learning to deal with things that I'm not entirely in control of. Um, my roles in the past, um, I've been used to um, analyzing the past and strategizing about the future, directing and controlling, you know, big teams of people and businesses. And so it, it really has made me think that actually sometimes you can step back and not control things and they will just unfold in a certain way that you can deal with as, as it happens. And that that was kind of quite a revelation for me. Um, so, you know, I always thought to be really good at what I did, I needed to be on it and focused and controlling of everything, whereas it it's it's been quite freeing. Um, I think it's made me a, a much calmer person as well, um, which helps unmeasurably with being a parent. Uh, you you know you you really do um, find that that you you can foster a much better relationship if you can keep calmer. Um, so it, it's it's had a you know a lot of benefits for me and surprising ones as well. Why do
1: you think it let you let go a bit or helped you let go a little bit, to rephrase that? Because what, what was it about the practice that kind of allowed you to not have to be in control?
7: Well, I think um, particularly when you're working on something that you you can't do, um, you know, my, my approach to it would be to analyse Every movement that that was um, that was needed in order to be able to lift into something or jump into something, so break it down, analyze it, you know, understand how that works. But actually, sometimes if you just kind of stand back and let it happen, it it just happens, doesn't it? So you mm. know, you, you have a little bit of maybe breaking it down and analyzing it and doing a few drills and things. But but then when you just let go and stop trying to control it sometimes it just happens of its own accord because you kind of intuitively know what to do without your mind getting in the way all the time and your mind having to you know to try and make things happen in a certain way that your mind perceives it has to be and um, and sometimes your body just does doesn't it
1: mm. mm. So without lapsing into cliche, it's slightly kind of getting back into the body a little bit rather than just being kind of kind of trying to control reality just through the mental processes, right? Just yeah.
7: Of, and that reflects in life yeah, as well, yeah. because I, I think sometimes, you know, things happen because they're they're going to happen that way anyway. And and you know, you just sometimes just try and control things
6: too much. Yes, one does tend to do that. Um Greg. I don't know. Uh I mean it makes me happy, which I think is Good.
9: is the the main reason I do it. Like it uh I try not to intellectualize it too much, uh, because it, it kind of feels like this magical thing that if I if I kind of poke too much, it might un- unravel. But uh yeah. Yeah, as a human, I feel like I, I go to cynicism like less kind of quickly. And hmm. maybe there's a, a it's given me an extra second or two to kind of be able to think about situations before I react to them, maybe kind of slightly less angry as a human. Um, Mm. but yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's isn't that thing where it's it's one of the tenets of, of happiness is, is, um, like achievement. And it's, it's nice to be able to have those little things where you're like, Oh, you, today I did something that I couldn't do yesterday. And and that kind of gives you a, a sense of, um, like self-belief which is is, mm. is really helpful um I mm. think in a kind of day-to-day uh sense yeah i prefer mm. the me now than the, the me of like three years ago um which i guess is, is as much as you can ask for
1: yeah very nicely and practically framed yeah i think that you know to add to my consistency thing yes the small demonstrations that you can do some work and and can achieve something. is yeah absolutely it's very very pleasing especially if if what you achieve you're pleased with and it's a, <laughs> it's a good yeah. a good advance yeah yeah i guess the, um, the point at which i
9: started doing yoga was uh like i i run a publishing company and like we mm-hmm. me and my wife quite quickly um uh, kind of we got to a point where we we're like oh we've done this now we we, we kind of achieved our aims quite quickly uh, and then it, it's interesting when you get to that point you're like oh what what do you uh do you just do this now this is like there's a consistent you have to keep a, a certain level but there's there's very little kind of growth once you you achieve your goals and there is something nice about yoga and ashtanga where it's like well you can never do that like you can never <laughs> not only is there no end point but it becomes so ridiculous that it's like
1: well you know um yeah. Um, so it's, does, it's nice to have yeah. something that can't be really yeah you're know, never you're never going to master it yeah yeah there's uh yeah as you say you wait until we get into fifth series and it's clear <laughs> that um it wasn't made for a human being <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. yeah but there's always those challenges and then, you know and it'll always yeah the gift keeps on giving um Lisa
8: I was thinking about what um what we've been talking about with respect to um, how okay, how it changed uh, me is that it allowed me, uh, it provided a foundation, which is, you know, kind of a, in the morning, I do this. And that structure is brilliant. Mm. It doesn't matter what else happens and how I'm feeling. It provides um, a, a constant uh, way in which I can ground myself. So that's been fantastic, and that's the first part of it—the the foundation. But the second thing that that's been fantastic about how it's changed things is that um, what am I doing? I'm focusing on my breath as I do the asanas on the on the on the ujjayi breathing, and I have learned that that same grounding that comes from doing the practice is very much related to the breath. And that has helped me when something goes wrong later in the day, I return to the breath, I ground myself, I take that step back and am able to cope with whatever it is in a, in a better way. So for me, it's been um, both uh, a way of um, grounding and providing a foundation. And secondly, the, um, the idea of the body being much wiser, than I can ever be somebody mentioned about over I mean I think we're, we're all talking heads and if we could just remember to go back to the body to listen to the body to to understand what's coming up and it starts for me anyway with the practice of the yoga
1: mm. Somehow when you're in the body it's never so frightening as when you're in the head so when you get back into the body even though things are painful and you can go through those painful things when you come out of that it's a lot less frightening you know I always really used to feel that like whatever it is you can kind of cope with it there's a feeling in the body it's the mind that makes it a lot bigger so there's definitely something about that isn't there and going
8: into that yeah yeah but ashtanga isn't for the faint-hearted and i'm closer to 70 than i am to 60 and there are things that i i hear you say to other people or watch them do and think i either used to be able to do that or i always wanted to do that and i and i realize that i may not get there this week or ever but what (laughs) what i also know is that it's a flow it's it's a process it's a um, and so my connecting with my body, even when my body gets scared, I show up, because you've taught us to do that I have show up, and I just make the space. And there are days that I don't do it well. And there are days that I feel, you know, that I can't quite get there. But there are many other days that I come away feeling enlightened or, or ugh, re- revitalized.
6: Mm, mm.
1: Really nice. Um, I'm hoping for a bit of that enlightenment then. (laughs) Show me how you get there. Um, So, right, okay. We're we're even more running out of time now. So I'm going to have to introduce an even more rapid fire round next just to get through a few more questions, right, for our audience. So, right, in a few words, literally, literally in a few words now, going round in the circle again from Joanne onwards. um, Okay, Biggest challenges, Um, two or three biggest challenges, Joanne, literally in a few words now.
2: Getting out of bed in the morning, every morning, really early at half past five. Headstands and backbends. There you go.
1: (laughs) Excellent, excellent. You see, now I'll spit it out because I'll then ask you a question. I'll tell you, I'm not going to ask you any extra questions about headstand, why headstand. But anyway, um, moving on, moving on. Maggie um challenges uh, and it can be it doesn't uh, okay I'll, and short adjuncts it doesn't have to be just in the physical it can be anything you know any, like joanne said in the beginning of the bed or anything
6: for me it was to stop being afraid of my feelings the feelings in my body uh, yoga helped me to learn and sit and feel and say it's okay even if you're feeling this or that so that's been brilliant
1: Absolutely, I'd say that's definitely the case for wow. me. I always think it's like a little mandala. Now I'm taking my own time, aren't I? There's like a little kind of, It makes a little kind of circumference around you, where within that box, anything is okay, right? You know, somehow you're supported. Um. Anyway, nanny.
3: Well, biggest challenge are uh, obviously some of the asanas. And I guess for me, it's to just let go and not be attached on the outcome and just move on and say, well, today that's not going to happen. Or like Lisa said, maybe it's never going to happen and that's okay too. That's my biggest challenge.
1: Yeah, I know it's a cold comfort, but look, even when it happens, it's not that great, honestly, (laughs) you know. It's not, I mean, it's okay. It feels nice, you know, but it's not that great, honestly. Um, Amy.
4: Um, same thing, like judge, judging myself, good practice, bad practice, and my hips. <laughs> like behind the head. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
6: anyway. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Paloma.
5: Well, for me, it's suscept. Uh, accept myself as I am this is the hardest mm. thing I just was so sure I was doing I was to do everything but then now I don't know uh, I start to think maybe not <laughs> and I have to accept and enjoy anyway so yeah just accept myself the way I am
1: hmm. that's nice uh, Nicola
7: Back bends, forward bends, and doing the boring
6: <laughs> stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's you know, I'm rubbish at forward yeah. bends don't... and back bends, but not at all.
1: But I mean, and then you know, but it also shocks me to hear that you say that you've got kind of attention and and you know, like you kind of like you don't let the boring. Yeah, because you're so meticulous and yeah, I don't get I, that out I of am. the way I see you practice. You know, not at all. Yeah,
7: yeah. But it takes a lot, a lot of effort to make myself do right.
1: That. Right, well, then heads up to you for doing that. Yeah. Um, Greg. Uh,
9: probably trying to balance like life and family and yeah, and yoga and not letting it eat my life. I suppose trying to mm. figure out how to like live in a house where no one else is kind of interested in, in what you're interested in and, and trying to be like, okay, I'm not gonna not gonna try and do this thing. Fourteen times because
1: uh, we're going to have dinner around the table together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that I mean, when I was asking that person how practice has affected your life before, I think that thing is because it can affect it for good and it could also tip over to something else and the biggest curse actually is that Greg's quite good at it um, I had my day and uh, you know and, and it can definitely then get a bit compulsive when you get something that's quite rewarding and you're quite good at it and then it can actually affect you negatively in your life for a while until you learn how to balance that up you know and then start to make, make things a little bit more constrictive as you have to try and carve out all this time for your own practice and stuff you know and then you realize that you're kind of being a bit selfish there and there's other things you have to do and people you have to give time to you know so um yeah I mean definitely there's a cycle where it makes you feel great and then some sometimes it it actually doesn't you know and I was speaking to someone earlier how um on the subject of pain in yoga and how for many years actually it was making you feel a lot lot worse and she was hobbling around um in a you know with really bad back pain you know and still doing the practice that she was doing because you know there's that sense that it did at one point make you feel good so there's that need to reassess I think and and keep trimming the sails in terms of how we approach it you know um Lisa
8: the question was uh challenges yeah and the answer is not not what anybody else said at all maybe it's because I'm I'm um challenged uh age-wise um it's when something goes wrong with my body. I mean, either either it's something to do with a repetitive stress injury with because of the yoga, but more often than that, it's I had a, the most amazing, scary um, cold a, about a week ago or so, and I was actually afraid to show up because I was shaking and there was stuff going on in my body. So for me, the biggest challenge is when I, when I'm not a hundred percent in the body. And mm. to make the effort to be to to make the effort to show up and to and, and to follow through, not push in a in a you know an aggressive way, but the, the challenge is okay, here I am, my body's wobbling. Do I dare? And just having the confidence to show up and follow through, that's the biggest challenge.
5: Mm.
1: That's relevant in these days where everyone's gotten different measures of COVID and and how to kind of get through that as well you know and especially if you've you know continuously suffered with that um yeah one day i got up and i literally got up and i passed out cold yeah i tried to get out, out of bed after covid i hit the floor Teresa heard a bang i was out on the floor cold crazy yeah and i did do the mysore online i did teach it but i didn't practice that day next day i was back don't worry um so right two more questions um How do you keep motivated? um, Again, uh, in a few words, um, and I'll try and keep mine for a few words as well. How do you keep motivated uh, when you're not feeling motivated? This is a question that everyone um, is interested in. Joanne.
2: I've now got the confidence to adapt the practice, not to think I have to do the whole hour and a half. I'll do maybe a couple of sun salutations and to learn to listen and go, do you know what? That's enough. But I never regret getting on my mat. And I went to, I heard Kino talk once and she said, if you'd practice once a week, you get one times better. You practice six times a week, you get six times better. And that sort of stayed with me. That resonated. And I thought also now I'm getting older. I don't want to wake up um, in a few years time thinking I wish I had done this. Because now is my time to do it. And that I have to keep reminding myself, I've got one chance now, and I'm going to grab it with both hands. Mm. But I never regret doing it. I always think, come on, you'll feel better for it. Mm.
3: Right.
1: Now now I've got a source of new motivation for myself. That's a good little speech. I'm going to put that in my head. That was nice. Yeah. Maggie. Maggie.
6: Uh, for me, it's hushing the voice in my head in the morning bed. says, Oh, you can stay in bed or you don't have to do it today or whatever. No. Okay. The mind is saying this, but step on the mat, breathe. And then you see what you can do low expectations and just reminding myself that my mind is going to tell me lots of things. I can shut it up.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Lovely. Um, all right, Lisa, before you go, answer me that, um, motivation how do you keep motivated in, in a in a in a few words before you before you have to leave
8: well there there are a couple of things there's the flow the fact that i know that i am entering the flow of the mysore, that i am entering it it, it is that strangely that group energy that um you were deriding i mean i think it's marvelous just knowing it's there i want to be a part of it so that helps me a lot um and and secondly the way because it provides that foundation for me um it's it's such a reward. It's such a it's it's such a present that um, even on the days when I don't feel you know 100 um, body wise, I know. And and this this the most exciting thing is when I really wasn't well, and I and I made myself you know I thought oh, come on do it do it. I felt so much better after I'd done it. I was amazed, um, and it and it helped me get through the day. So what I'm saying is even in the darkest hour it it actually does provide the foundation and the um and and the um continuity and so there's always the promise of that the next day so that's mm. that's what keeps me going
1: mm, mm, mm. lovely i'll let you get off thank you for that and yeah that was wonderful i wasn't deriding group energy i'm just saying that um you know there's pluses and minuses for for uh, practicing in a group right um and obviously i wouldn't want to say don't practice in a group because you know i teach a group <laughs> um so we haven't finished um nanny how do you get motivated how do you keep motivated
3: oh, well i try not to think about it it's just like uh, brushing your teeth you know you right. you just ought to do it so you don't question it you're not going to say am i going to brush my teeth today no you're just going to do it so that's the one thing that I don't start questioning because if I do, then things might happen. And the other thing is that having a set appointment with the online Mysore is a good thing because, you know, oh, well, I have to show up. That's my commitment. So you your online Mysore class definitely helps with that.
1: Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amy?
4: Yeah, two things um, I ever mentioned uh, before um yeah um I know how I'm gonna feel after I know I'm gonna feel really good um so you remember that even if you don't have time or you so much has happened because I don't get to practice until it's 10 15 in the morning so a lot Mm -hmm. happens from like 5 a.m so um and I and like you know how you always talk about you don't have to do everything you can do half an hour you do whatever you like do something, so that 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 was a total a game changer for me.
1: Yeah, no, for me too. I always say the things that work for me. You know, I mean, they had the idea that you don't have to do everything. I mean, as much as you, you couldn't imagine doing the same thing every day. So I mean, even if you do, just the saying to yourself, "Well, yeah, I will do what I want," you know, like it just takes the pressure off, doesn't it? You know, and that was brilliant, and it definitely has helped me carry on all these years. Um, Paloma, for me,
5: it's important to know why. Why uh, remember why I'm doing it. that helps mm-hmm. a lot, and then uh also when I start to study with you to to know that i don't didn't need to do all and on yeah. my best every time <laughs> there was a lot of pressure and i think right. um yeah i I lost a lot doing that for many years. I have to do all and I have to do my best right. and right. sometimes at any cost so yeah, I think right. know why is the basic thing that happened. Know why I'm doing it and know that that we change every day.
1: Very nice. That's that's great to hear. Yeah. That the pressure doesn't have to be there anymore. Yeah, because it shouldn't it shouldn't need to be there. Um Nicola.
3: Um I think I'm
7: quite a self-motivated person anyway, but I think in terms of the the yoga. It makes me happy and it makes everything in my life better when I practice. And so I just don't put any pressure on myself to do anything in particular. I just turn up, get on my mat and see what happens. Some days when I feel tired, I surprise myself and I end up rocking all the way through the whole series. But if I don't and I only manage the salutations before I've got got to get off to work, then I'm just grateful and happy for that, and I think having that attitude um, mm. just makes it easier,
1: yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, um Greg. I mean uh my group, uh kind of an energizer you
9: know, bunny type of human um so I kind of give myself a task and then uh it that becomes part of kind of daily life. um so I, but I've only been doing this a couple of years so. I, i'm kind of interested to find out what happens when kind of get to a plateau and, and how my brain's going to deal with that um I, i'm sure but maybe I, I can answer it more fully in, in another like 10 years
1: have you read that that book mastery we yeah. did a book club on it a while ago. you have to read that book mastery it's really good who, who did it by again uh ah, the name eludes me now but yeah mastery um Oh my god, I've read. I recommend it so many times. Anyway, um, mm. I'll, I'll send it to you. So it's, yes, about, it's about talk about the plateau. Talk about what happens on the plateau and practice. Um, I realize we're we're really running out of time, and I don't want to take your time. Uh, and everyone's having to get off. Uh, so last, last, last but not least, um, aims for the future. We're going to start with Nanny. Um, in a couple of words, what aims have you got for your future for yourself or for your asana? Anything you know can be you know leg behind the head or whatever, you know anything. Couple couple of things.
3: Uh, just to keep practicing and I think particular or specific aims, they change, you know, first the aim is to finish the primary series, then the aim, suddenly you discover intermediate series. So I think the aim changes and it's a fluid thing, but I just like uh, Lisa said before, I hope my body can, uh, allows me to keep practicing for a long time. So that's, that's my aim.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how you shift as you get older, isn't it? When you're young, it's like, oh, I yeah. like to do all this. And then it's like, I just like to keep practicing. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Joanne, let's go around quickly. Thanks, Annie.
2: Yeah, I agree. I just want to keep getting on my mat for as long as possible and breathing. Mm. <laughs> I'm grateful for everything. Mm. But I'm okay. going to try a bit of third.
1: well you're very and you're very able I you know I I don't doubt that you'll be able to do some more honestly um Maggie
6: I want to keep exploring the philosophy really and uh also bring more and more of what I'm learning on the map to every aspect of my life I think uh, that's where the changes come from and that's uh really rewarding and and brilliant really and, and to experience
1: yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Um, Amy?
6: Yeah,
4: just um, to keep a consistent practice throughout. Um, and um, in terms of not really, I mean, to be able to practice with no pain, because sometimes you have little bouts of pain here and there to kind of figure out how to evade that. And then um, to add more pranayama and meditation. I've never, ever had a meditation practice. And I know that I
6: would get a lot out of it, I think. So yeah. Mm. Okay,
5: Paloma. Oh, I don't know. I just want to keep practicing, yeah, and be yeah. able to pass on to the the people around me what I'm learning, a bit by bit.
4: Mm. Mm.
5: Yeah.
1: That's that's a different one. Yeah, the wish to pass it on, which is which is something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um it's nice. Thank you. Um Nicola.
7: I'd just like to stay happy and healthy, but if I could feel comfortable in Erdva Arsenal before I die, I'd be really grateful <laughs> oh. for that one.
1: <laughs> All right. We have a work cut out. More of those drills. Yeah. Get that pole out or whether you're using that broom
3: yeah
1: oh did you like that oh yeah I I watched it a few times yeah did you see her lips
3: lips
1: at the end oh no I didn't see her yeah I just watched the start of it yeah okay all right I'll watch it I'll watch it again um Greg uh I guess maybe um
9: trying to focus more on things that are harder like in terms of things that I find like less aptitude towards like uh trying to spend less time working on the things that I enjoy and more time like working on things like backbends and that kind of stuff and uh like trying to do TikToks at the moment just seem like witchcraft not quite sure how that's a thing um but that probably comes from spending too much time working on things I do enjoy and not enough time doing things that would be more helpful
1: you'll get there I don't doubt that um and that's a wrap, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me. Um, and it's the first one that I've ever done like this. So I'm, I'm really appreciative. And it's been really interesting to hear more about your stories, even though if I might know you um, some more than others, um, you know, it's I've been, you know, really, really um, quite touched by, by a lot of the things you've said. Um, so thank you. And, and I'm sure our audience will enjoy this too. Um, so let's, let's see what they think of that. All right. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming along and uh, we'll see you on the mat soon.